0: Hello and welcome back to the Double One Radio Games Cast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan, and today I am joined by my lovely trio of, well, I'm part of the trio, but my trio of co-hosts, including myself, Brett and Alex. Hello. <laughs> so right, I realized why I was gone the the midway through the introduction. I was too deep already. <laughs> I had to keep
1: going. So it's part of the system at this point.
0: I think everyone knows this is Elden Ring week. It's, a, of course, a week-long celebration of all things. Elden Ring and Dark Souls of course, and Bloodborne. We'll throw that in there, too. Maybe some Sekiro. National holiday. National holiday. I hope everyone is ready, because that's all we're going to talk about. Uh, not a whole lot of noteworthy news happened this week, anyway. There's going to be some stuff next week, so it's not, we're not missing too much by skipping over that this week. However, we like to start the show with a game sometimes. And I got an interesting one for all of a you. Game. So, if I am to look up the Souls-like tag on Steam and sort by the highest review, user review, what is the first game I'm going to see of things
1: that have over a thousand reviews?
2: This is going to be a trick. It's not going to be any one of the mainline Souls it's, games, is I it? I don't
1: think any of the Souls games are actually listed as Souls like. They are. They, they are under the <laughs> yeah, Souls like. They are, they are Souls. Oh. Highest rated. Um. That
2: is a that is a good question. Yeah, it's a loaded one.
1: I don't. I don't think the highest rated is going to be an official one because they had it, it would have been had Prepare to die edition of dark souls still been there i think i would have said that just because of how long it's been there it had it has time to accrue all those high reviews the but they replaced the yes they, they they replaced it with the remastered edition which people are salty about for no reason um so i don't i don't know but i i think i think it's not an official souls game i just don't know what it is because there's too many is what I'm going to say. All right, is so it? I'll
0: give you three choices. Uh, I'll throw oh, the things that are okay. in the top three. These are, are top five. Um, not the top one or two, but just to give you an idea of what's up here. Mm-hmm. God of War. <laughs> what? Dead Cells. Oh. <laughs> 5D Chess with Multiverse Time Travel.
2: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: In Tree Simulator. <laughs> tree? Tree Simulator. Tree Simulator is the number two spot. It has less than a thousand what reviews, is- though. So we're not- what is the gameplay? <laughs> it's two Of Tree two
3: Simulator.
0: <laughs> it's Tree Simulator 2022, <laughs> so I assume there's been more. Um, <laughs> I have to check
1: uh, this photosynthesis out. Photosynthesis. <laughs> <with> chlorophyll. <laughs>
0: It is not Dead Cells or God of War, but those are up in that top five. If we're not including like duplicate games and whatnot.
2: Let's See, I, I would have before you said tree simulator, I was about to guess some type of dating sim, but I feel like you wouldn't have two sims in in, in, in that top five list.
0: I can tell you right now, nobody's gonna get the top so- game. Because I I did not know this game existed. It has over a thousand reviews. Oh. So I assume it's a legit game, but uh, I'll reveal that one. So we're aiming for what is number two right now.
2: Is it a Bloodborne remake? remake? It's on Steam, and it PC. costs money. I'll give you that. Tip. Hollow
3: Knight. Uh, oh. Oh. That would have been a Brett's got to
0: vote Muslim. for Hollow Knight.
2: Mm.
0: You jumping on the train, or are you picking something
2: else? Oh, I don't have to pick something different. Um, I might be wrong. <laughs> 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 i probably wrong. Uh, oh you know you know what you know what just because we mentioned it in here and i want to turn heads i guess because because uh, i'm i'm a little fire starter huh (laughs) Uh, i'm a a little controversy boy uh the the surge the surge all right well the The surge is very far off
0: (laughs) (laughs) it is nowhere near i think even the top 10 uh brett you're right on the money number two rated let's go baby over a thousand plays is indeed hollow Knight, plus the soundtrack mm. uh, of course. uh when you go to the first rated however you'll find a little game called let me make sure i get this name correct and don't butcher it uh super chicken jumper
3: sitting so at 98 percent positive reviews five dollars and there's over
0: a thousand reviews. So it is technically I th- I the think, top Souls-like on Steam.
1: I think we've been waiting for the wrong game to come out. I think it already came out <laughs> and it's Chicken Jumper. <laughs> All right.
0: So now that that is out of the way. Well, the podcast is over. Okay.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. With that out of the way, now the easier one to guess. What is the top-rated Souls-like
3: from From Software on Steam?
1: Sekiro. If we're counting it, because it's the most not Souls. I will tell you,
0: Sekiro does appear under the Souls-like tab on Steam.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with Sekiro. Sekiro. Alex, you get sticking with Sekiro
2: 2 or breaking off? No, I'm doing Dark I'm saying Dark Souls 3.
0: You are both correct. They are tied at 94%. Uh, wow. The only thing beautiful? pushing it to Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3's season pass. Or Dark oh. Souls 2's season pass, actually, is at 96%. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> <That's very laughs> that is really strange. weird. Um I don't know. I can't I can't explain that. But both Sekiro and Dark Souls 3 are sitting at uh, 94% positive reviews on Steam. So with that out of the way, let's get directly into our big discussion topic of the day. Soulslikes and all things about them. First of all, we need to hype check Elden Ring. Where are we sitting at? For for reference, this is the podcast coming out five days before Elden Ring releases. Uh, Three days if you're listening, the pre-recorded version, five days if you're live. So... How are we feeling?
1: You know when it's like like a couple days before Christmas and you're a kid and it's like, oh, why can't, why can't it be like tomorrow? Like I just, I, just, I can't wait. Like, oh, I, I, like, I just like, th- I, I think about it and then I get like that same like, like excitement inside. Nothing has awoken my cold, dead heart like that in many years. <laughs>
0: It's, it's finally true. beating again. It's finally coming. <laughs> oh, Elden Ugh. Ring. God. Yeah, I, I think I'm in a pretty equivalent place because I, I, there are like, I can count on one hand the amount of games that I have like actively decided to wake up early in the morning to play. I'm not a midnight mm-hmm. person. I never stay up till midnight, but I will wake up at 6 a.m. to play a game that has just come out in rare cases. The, the last one I did it for was Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, that's pretty base. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good, right? Oh, what a disappointment. <laughs> wow. Oh. Before that, it was Dark Souls 2. Because Dark Souls 2 released on Steam at like 7 o'clock at night. So I was sitting there waiting for it to come oh, out. Yeah. I was so excited to play Dark Souls 2. So Dark Souls 2 was the last one. Three for some reason something happened and I wasn't waiting for it to come out. But two was was big hype and thankfully I ended up liking two a lot despite did, I think what a lot of people what thought. One of the good it. ones.
2: When did three come out? Twenty fourteen. Three's more recent. 13,
1: I think. Okay. I think. Let me. Are the, Thirteen might the... be Scholar of the First Sin for Dark Souls Two. I could be wrong.
0: Dark Souls Three is more recent than that for sure. I think it was twenty sixteen. Yeah.
3: Ah. Oh, so, okay.
0: Bloodborne was, I believe, 2015-2014 in that range. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we got some good choice for Dark Souls games. I'm very excited for Elden Ring, mostly because I'm a big fan of magic in Souls games, even though I never mm-hmm. play it first. It's never my first playthrough. I think in Elden Ring, that might change. Because, man, I want to shoot space but- butterflies out of portals at people. So mm-hmm. cool.
2: I. I I wish I was as hyped as you guys, because I see it and it looks fantastic, and we'll get into this later in the podcast, I'm sure, for why I'm not. Um, but it looks so exciting, and I can't, and I still don't know whether or not I'm gonna buy it yet. So I can't bring myself to be overly hyped.
1: Yeah, because we we have we have two diehard FromSoft boys in this chat, and then and then Alex, you're not a, a diehard FromSoft boy, so it makes it makes sense. No. No. no reason to feel bad about it. <laughs> all right. So that we've covered our our hype level for
0: Elden Ring. I want to do a bit of background on the Soul series uh, and our involvement in the Soul series, specifically Brett and I, since we play. I think have played all of them. I don't know in your case, Brett. Yes. Um, at least once. Yeah. So I've played every Souls game at least once, and Bloodborne. I haven't finished all of them. Never finished Dark Souls one, uh, because one oh. did not come out one came out when i didn't have a computer that could play it and i just didn't pick it up on any consoles so i just never played it until more recently when the switch version came out and mm-hmm. i just haven't had the time to finish it but uh yeah that's the only one i i believe i haven't completed i haven't done the dlc for bloodborne either i it's on my list to go back to It's good DLC. Yeah. still holding out for that 60 frame rate patch Open it Dude. <laughs> it's never going to happen at this point, but I want it so badly. That's that's going to be back. the real national holiday. I was playing Bloodborne look, look at me from all day Soft today in in hype for Elden Ring. I was like, "Oh, I got to go back and play. I'm going to start pushing to finish Demon
2: Souls." Alex is really having a rough time. <laughs> look, look at me from Soft. Bloodborne for PC when. <laughs>
3: Never. When?
0: That's, <laughs> That's a Sony question, not a, uh, a FromSoft question, as far as I'm aware. It is, yeah. Uh, I think Sony has the rights to Bloodborne. If I recall yeah. the information about that deal correctly. But yeah, I was. I spent the rest of today, up until this podcast, playing. I wouldn't play like a couple hours of Demon Souls and then swapped over to Bloodborne for the rest of the day to get back in the Souls mood. And for some reason, Bloodborne was always a game. To me, it was always the most difficult of the Souls games. I think because I'd played everything else before then and got into the mindset of, all right, I gotta like block with my shield or parry and hide behind things and like circle strafe around and do all the Dark Souls tactics. If you play Bloodborne that way, you're gonna have a rough time.
2: You're screwed, yeah. And you don't have a shield in Bloodborne.
0: After having played Sekiro on. and just going back to Bloodborne, I went through like all the bosses that repeatedly killed me before instantly killed them. First try. Got through Father Gascoin in like a minute, and I was like, "What has happened?" Nice. I... <laughs> I've played this game like five years, and all of a sudden, I'm just blazing through it. So, yeah, it's been an interesting experience going back to that.
1: That's pretty good. <laughs> How's
0: your souls? Any souls games you've recently revisited, Brett, to uh,
1: remember the glory I... days? Well, I'm I'm one of those. Uh, I mean, you know. Some call us people uh, that like Dark Souls too, because <laughs> uh, that that was that was my first one. Uh, Scholar of the first sin was my first uh, Dark Souls game, because mm-hmm. I went through the the longest time without even hearing about them. And I know, sometime in like the middle of of high school, where I really was like, all right, I want to try to do. I want to look into like games things as like a career. What are some of like the 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 great storytelling games that are out that I can play and and kind of absorb that stuff so that I make sure that I'm not missing anything. Uh and I think Scholar the First thing was just on sale on Xbox Live and I got it for like like twenty bucks or something. Uh but yeah I've I've beaten all three of the Souls games. I've played Bloodborne for like 20 minutes because I don't own it yet, even though I have I have a PS4 now. Um and I suck at Sekiro so bad <laughs> because the same thing happened to me pretty much. Yeah. Where I just get you get so used to that like that evolved formula from the three Dark Souls games. Uh, even even like they they play you know they control or I should say, uh, pretty differently from each other. Like Dark Souls one definitely has a certain kind of clunk to it that three does not have, and two has a whole different kind of jank that is not present in any other game. Yeah, Hulk Except Two is like a different
0: bag of worms. I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit more, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, very interesting game.
1: Yeah, um, but it's just it, that that the differing formula between the actual Souls Souls games and Bloodborne and Sekiro is just like leagues apart in terms of like just how you're supposed to play. Yeah, uh, just like pushing that sort of aggression in Sekiro and and Bloodborne. With like the the health regening to a point on on hitting yeah. someone in bloodborne and the uh, the staggering and parry mechanics in sekiro uh yeah i i suck at sekiro that's the only one i haven't beaten besides bloodborne which i don't count cuz i only played yeah it every i, will, time I will
0: add that in i don't think i've finished sekiro cuz my computer oh, broke <laughs> right after oh, i got no. past a boss that was very oh, difficult no. and i just never reinstalled it but uh, i need to go back to it cuz for some reason, for Sekiro, I had the opposite problem of Bloodborne, where I was able to get into the Sekiro mindset very easily and, like, loot myself around to, okay, this is how the combat works in this game. But there's one boss, like, relatively early in the game. It's like a, a big monkey boss, which is not oh. a Sekiro <laughs> boss. It's a Dark Souls boss, and you have to treat it like a Dark Souls boss and circle strafe and do all of that, and that boss monkey. broke me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that boss... It infuriated me to no end, especially when after I finally beat it, I looked online, there were like tons of people that had zero issues with it. (laughs) I was like, man, that's how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) This was my like Uh... horrible boss. That's the worst boss I think I've ever fought in a a Souls game. Not like worst boss design, but just worst time I have had fighting a boss. Yeah. To a significant degree, especially because when you kill it, it comes back a second time and gets real Mm -hmm. angry. It's not... But, it is fun but it's not the kind of boss that i had a good time with
2: but but monkey sword head man monkey head yes yes <laughs> <laughs> monkey
1: sword man monkey head it <laughs> is is it good that is super weird because i mean the the good thing we'll we'll talk about this as we get more into the topic of the video but like it's it's very difficult to just play a souls game once and then never Come back to it ever. Like even if you don't finish it, I I rarely finish a FromSoft game on my first attempt because usually I just go like oh, I had this weapon, but I'm like sixty percent of the way through the game. I, I'm just gonna start over and 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 start leveling towards that so I could just use it. And that happens to be like ten times over because it's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time you replay, at least for me, uh, I it's like bosses that will be super super difficult we'll just, I'll just kill them on, like, my first or second try. And then, like, super easy bosses that it's, like, famous for, like, Gwen and Dark Souls 1, famous for being, like, you know, story-wise is, is more of a pushover than most of the bosses in the game. uh, And, but of course, you know, when I'm playing while my mom is watching, because she was sitting through with me through the entirety of this playthrough, I had to him, like, Fifteen times, <laughs> and it was. I was like, "Why? I shouldn't be doing this." It's Gwyn. Yeah. but that, it's just. I don't know. It's just something that happens. I don't know. How you play the game changes.
2: I, I, I yeah. feel like if I was to ever replay or, or, or restart Dark Souls One, the the two bosses that I have beaten my first time, Ceaseless Discharge, and yep, I think with so. the cheese, right? <laughs> um, no, not with the cheese. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's uh, that was, harsh. <laughs> that was that was maybe the the one like heart pounding, exhilarating boss that that I felt accomplished for defeating in in Dark Souls one. Mm-hmm. The other one was Quayleg that just felt like a complete pushover. If he I can. was to, yeah. if I was to ever restart that, I think I will be stuck on either of those two <laughs> permanently. Yep, it's That's what happens?
0: yeah it's it's interesting how different bosses can almost feel like different games same same thing's been happening with sifu recently where some of the bosses are just you'll fight one push over fight the second one can't beat them for three hours ridiculous uh great boss design but it's a very similar problem to the souls games all right so let's move into our main topic and go through some of our we have a list of questions here that i asked specifically brett basically (laughs) I think Brett's the only <laughs> one in the group that's actually played most of the Dark Souls games aside from me. Uh, so we're going to go through these. And ask questions. First time, first question, let, let's lay out the ground rules for what a Souls-like is and how we're going to be talking about these games and what we're constituting as a Souls-like. Because I think as much as we just did a whole bit where Hollow Knight is the top-rated Souls-like, I don't think we're going to be talking about Hollow Knight.
1: <laughs> but I, as a, Souls-like I, a little game. bit but not yeah if anything we're going to be talking about how it's not a souls like (laughs) yeah so my my big thought with this is i think
0: a lot of games that build themselves a soul like souls like specifically indie games have, have a big habit of doing this i think it's because they're going for like the atmospheric feeling of a souls like and not necessarily the actual gameplay mechanics But a lot of games that are more structurally similar to Metroidvanias will build themselves as Souls-likes. For reasons that I can't quite comprehend, because I think when you use a Souls-like, the Souls-like tag in your name, right? Or the Souls-like pitch as your pitch to audience members or consumers, you run into the problem of you're going to have a few people that really like it. But you're going to have a lot of people that really don't want to play that game. As soon as you attach Souls Like to the name, because they probably haven't enjoyed the Souls games. Whereas I think if you use the Metroidvania term, you're going to have a wider audience. So I'm interested into why all of this ends up happening and, and what elements are we going to need to take to build what is actually a Souls Like in our 001 radio lexicon that defines Souls Like. The be <laughs> all and all of Souls Like knowledge.
3: Use? any thoughts
2: well it can't just be atmosphere or just be you know the the feeling of combat it it can't just be one thing right it's it's,
1: absolutely you'll find uh that this question of defining what is a soul's like is when the college professor asks the class at the beginning what is art and it, <laughs> your whole entire semester is spent on that, and you don't get an answer. And then uh, you
2: you find out years later, or maybe just at the end of the class, because the professor tells you the answer is subjective. Yes, <laughs> I think it's, the, it's the less, actual
0: answer is: Does the vibe match souls? It's yeah, that's more of the more vibe the question. Is, is the vibe um, check here exuding dark souls?
1: Because I think a, a lot of a lot of times, especially with with Steam, because like the tags are are community like obviously you have things like the the chicken jumper or whatever like they're community <laughs> given to a point so that people just do it as a joke and then other people jump on it but i i think it still deserves for for indie games like like Hollow Knight that are not souls likes at all it still kind of deserves to be there because i don't think i mean Hollow Knight has like things called souls in it that function kind of similarly in terms of like you die and then have to go get them or whatever um but it's more so, at least in the good ones that don't like, oh, we're gonna be the new Souls, like there's Dark Souls killer. Uh, it's like they they wear their inspirations on their wrist. You can you can see them. Everyone can see them. You know, it's it's probably inspired by Bloodborne, Dark Souls, in some sort of regard. And if you use your inspirations very well, then this is, people will probably like it. Um, but I think I I, I broke down some. There, there's like a list of things. I uh, kind of kind of stealing uh, from, uh, um, of course, I'm th- the the guy who does the uh, like nine more Souls like games you've never tried yeah, before Pineapple. on YouTube or whatever. Yes, I, I... Yeah, Iron Pineapple. Um, it's and it's it's funny because you know he does it as a joke, but uh, it's often true that things that have like action RPG elements, a dodge or roll button, a parry, hard. Uh, and the like, the grab it before it, you you die again, and then you lose all the levels uh, level mechanic and literally like a stamina bar. It's like these things are all like like joke. Like oh, it's got to be a souls so like it's got the stamina bar, but to a degree, you know they're there for a reason. They're trying to be something. Um, it's just some some strange concoction of all of those things in in the souls vibe atmosphere that Ryan mentioned is usually what gets them... Yeah, the the Souls vibe check (laughs) uh, gets you that Souls-like tag in a serious fashion and not a joke fashion.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think it's a very interesting discussion because there's so many games that, like, even Sekiro, I think it's a thing when you look at it, maybe matches less of these terms than a lot of other games like The Surge, uh, like Lords of the Fallen, um, and yet still is... Pretty comparatively a Souls like and I wonder if really what it comes down to is just having the intense boss fights. I think
2: sometimes. It's, I feel it's, like that's it's, a major part of it. It's mm-hmm. that, but from the the very minuscule bit that I have played and you know, mo more seen because I've I've watched most of like walkthroughs of most of the Souls games, but I've only played the actual Dark Souls one remastered on the Switch. Um I think and and this could be a thing that that separates, you know, souls from souls. Like it, it's the triple A quality of having that polished combat feel. You know, like having the yeah. very um, yeah. le, um, r, uh, waiting. You know, um, hefty feeling uh, combat. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's reactive and things. Are just, it. It feels, you know, that's, that's it's, <laughs> it's got the juice. I, it, it does it does have I the juice. How to
0: describe it? It's the juice. uh That is the it actual is, game design term
3: for it. Yes, uh, <laughs> actually, you say that recoil. like a joke,
0: but that's the real term.
1: um It's the goo exclamation point. Yeah, when, ah. when you
0: hit something in Bloodborne and it makes a squish noise and all the blood comes flying out, that is juice. uh mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this moves us as a good segue into the difficulty discussion that I want to have here because you did mention balancing and the feel of combat, Alex. And I think this ah. is another major part of souls likes that really is where a lot of like two bit imitations of souls, like the original surge had a lot of problems with this. Um, mm-hmm. Lords of the fallen failed because of this, which is having that balance, that laser balance in combat to where when you're going through an area, you can, regardless of your build, mostly succeed, And even if you can't, there is usually some way to recover or get around the situation. There's something you can always do, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's very important to how Souls-like games feel. Because, like, when I'm playing Bloodborne, uh, my big difference when I went through it today was I was like, "Oh, I've never played a strength build in Bloodborne. I've never gone like go get the Kirkhammer, run around with the Uh big weapon and hit some things real hard. Never done that before." So I roll in with that today, and there are you do have to
3: play a little bit differently.
0: It's play a little bit differently because Bloodborne's health recovery works basically on how many times you can hit the enemy quickly. So when you're using uh, the hammer, so... you have to be careful to not... If you take a hit, it's better to swap into your sword mode and then do a couple yeah. of hits and then swap back to hammer. Because if you just swap to hammer, you're not going to attack quick enough in most cases to where you're going to get all that health back. But so it, it's, it's,
2: it's the it's number of hits in a time. It's not like the amount of damage you do.
0: I think it's a bit of both. Um, Yeah, it's
1: some combo of both.
0: But it it isn't to the point where, like, in the hammer form of the Kirkhammer, you do, like, three times the damage of your sword form, but you attack about a third as fast. You definitely don't get the same amount as three hits of the sword will get you when you hit Mm -hmm. an enemy once with that. So it's usually better to just... But because you have an attack that just swaps modes, it's easiest to just swap into the other mode as part of your attack, and you'll get that health back. So... Mm they have ways to account for it, but it does mean I have to play a little bit differently, and if I get damaged, I then have a different game plan than if I were playing on a weapon that is faster. So, it's a very unique aspect of Souls with so many builds you can play and so many things you can do yeah. in every game. It's almost got a bit of that, like, action
1: RPG theory-crafting to it. Yeah, they're very they're very mechanically deep. And I think even just, like, beyond, uh, like just combat or whatever for like the thing that separates uh official from things versus other like indie uh souls like titles is that that like mechanical depth just like is the whole entire game and that adds to just like how many weird things you need to like keep track of just like is my stamina regen fast enough how like should I put this one singular point into uh, endurance so that I can swing my sword one more time before having to wait for the recharge or whatever, or get one more roll in or something like that? Uh, and then all like these and hit
0: things, the break <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, at all all the like weird like online stuff with the like the the vagrants spawning like enemies that you might see never even if you play the game a hundred times online that could just spawn and. Eviscerate you <laughs> because someone's blood stain got like traveled between like twenty different worlds or however it works, huh. uh, and then all there's like piercing and slashing and blunt damage and bleed and poison all these like other like crazy things that you can choose to get really knowledgeable about, or you could just be like, I, I guess I guess my sword isn't big enough. What is so really I gotta go get a bigger one. Kind of well, track with, the with
2: i I also feel like there's there there's something in souls that i haven't grasped yet and this might be one of the things that that has driven me away from it there's there's a type of build crafting in it that's at a certain degree necessary people absolutely can you know do just naked runs through I think it, Dark Souls and, it heavily yeah, it is, depends but. on the game.
0: So I also played Demon Souls today and Demon Souls is very much like that where it feels like when you're playing Demon Souls you need to have a game plan in mind for most areas yeah. in the game or you're going to have a lot of difficulty because for example, I'm playing a character I spec into like a mix of strength and dex, but I really wanted to go for like eventually move full strength to get like a big axe or something, right? Big mm-hmm. good old meaty chopper. Uh, yeah. I found my big meaty chopper rocking it in the through a few areas get to one of the other worlds that's like the Digger King's world all the enemies are incredibly resistant to every type of mm-hmm. damage but piercing so I then have to completely uh, put away my sweet axe that I've leveled up take out this dinky little rapier and use that the entire time and it's just very it's not that it makes me feel particularly bad but it's it's just like the lack of being able to play the game differently in that section because in every every game you're going to go through that section and you basically need to have either a spear or the rapier because the enemies there are super weak to piercing but if you hit them with anything but piercing they're incredibly strong so mm-hmm. you really have to play that area a specific way which makes it not very satisfying
2: oh, there there's another thing with i uh, i guess sort of how I, sort of going going with difficulty but I, you know tele, telegraphing things like that how how were you able to tell that they were weak from piercing did, only did because the... I was
0: playing online and there was a message right in front of that area that says try piercing so it's another <laughs> it's... interesting thing with the online mechanics where yeah. if you were going through that area and you have no clue and you're playing offline, you're probably going to have a bad time compared to playing that online. Because online there are like notes everywhere that say use piercing. So Which you know I... to use it, but offline <sighs> there aren't.
2: And I feel like I want to say that that's lazy design, having to rely on other people's trial. trial. It's interesting, but it's also lazy having to... Well, it really people. They never went back to that. So
0: Demon's Souls is really the only game where there's that degree of uh, strength. You know, against it's
2: other that other only that. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: because Bluepoint didn't do a ton of like level design changes to the remaster, they just basically did graphics overhauls and a few gameplay updates. It means that area is still functionally a like 20, 2009, 2010 uh, level design area, and it's the yeah. first proper Souls game, Demon Souls, so it is like looking, it's weird to play Demon Souls on the PS5 now because it simultaneously feels like a super new Souls game, because the animations are amazing, they're all remastered, and then you'll reach an area that is just like there's a reason they haven't done this again since this point. Yeah. Uh, because there's another area in Demon's Souls with these like Cthulhu monster prison jailers. For the most part, they're pushovers. They're not super... Uh, hard to deal with but they can do like one attack combo that will just kill you if you yes. get <laughs> hit by one attack because they, they have like a paralyzing thing and then they'll walk over to you chomp oh. your head and then and depending it's super on slow how close they are to you they'll then do like an aoe thing and sometimes you just can't get uh. out of it in time and you just light on fire and die <laughs>
3: oh god mm-hmm. and it's it's intense
0: yeah. uh for an enemy that is ostensibly like the regular enemy in that area most of the time, it's fine, and then one time you'll like mistime your role with a camera, get stuck on a pillar or something, you get hit while you're not looking, and then all of a sudden you're dead. It's very yeah strange to see.
2: Yeah. The um the 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 one other thing that I have for this because this is like the, the 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 one bit that I have notes on slash experience from is that one of the things that I've noticed in in my like Sol- Soulsborne playing is that they also i mean like b- besides the um hidden and like what i said was poor design to the point where you need other people's uh, com- community help to figure out what's what what's you know the the viable damaging yeah. option um they i don't think at any point at least that i can remember um, stoop down to artificial difficulty Uh, increases, like just okay, this has, you know uh, a super ridiculous amount of health, or you know, they just pile uh, a billion rats on top of you or or Mm -hmm. a billion of this enemy or or that enemy. All the bosses that I have fought feel like they have a reasonable amount of health for what they are. There is
0: and An actual it... room that does pile about a thousand rats on you. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <But laughs> I was going to mention it's this. It's very
1: easy to deal with. <laughs> is, it in, yes. is it in one? Uh, it's in it, three, I'm thinking of I the think. boss in two. Uh, there's a couple, actually. Uh, there, there's,
0: there's the boss a... in two. There's, the there's that one in three. like sewer
1: room in three, yeah. The Bloodborne has a sewer um, pit
0: that I was just in.
1: But it's If if you feel like a boss has like way too much health, it's likely a sign that you are doing something wrong. And it's the same it's the same thing, uh, I mean I, I I hate to connect two completely unconnected difficult Japanese RPGs together, but it's that same SMT logic where it's just like if you are having a really hard time, yes, it's hard, but you can be doing something that can make it much easier for yourself. You need to With use the, the debuffs, exception you need of
0: to use the demon princes in Dark Souls three if you're a pyromancer. The yes, single worst yes. fight in the game <laughs> Which, which is oh. still,
1: which is still, it's, it's technically, I, I've, I'm still going to file sure. it under you're doing something wrong because it's you're shoot, you're hitting the fire thing with fire. You, you can well, not hit so it with fire. So there is but a You're so late into the game.
0: The main reason, so that boss is like not immune to fire, but very resistant to it. You can get damaging good. pyromancy that does like dark damage, but if you buy mm-hmm. it, the NPC starts to die. <laughs>
3: Yes. No. <laughs> so oh. you have a
0: timer. And I think the like actual one that is strong enough to beat the boss with, you don't get until after you beat the boss in the same oh, DLC. So it's yeah, yeah, that's the one bit of design that I, I have always thought has been this, weird to stick around in Dark Souls this, 3.
2: This is the exact thing you would expect from the people who said the natural course of things is for Solaire to die in your playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't
0: accept that. I do think I think the main thing with difficulty in Souls is that having especially played Sifu now I think there is a difference between the design of Sifu's difficulty and Dark Souls' difficulty where Dark Souls is difficult because you have to figure out what you need to do to beat an enemy and if you're doing that well enough on your first playthrough you can reliably get through the game with very few issues aside from bosses where like most bosses will have mechanics you need to learn a few times and see a couple times. Yeah. Playing Sifu, it's the opposite. It is, you know exactly what you need to do the entire time, because it's a very detailed tutorial at the start that tells you exactly how to beat all the things. You just can't do it fast enough. Your fingers oh. cannot hit the buttons in, yeah. in the correct time until you practice it. I think that is the major difficulty question mark with Dark Souls. Of like, A lot of people will say the games are very difficult... And I think that's not because they actually are super hard, but more because they tried to brute force the game in a way that mm-hmm. isn't good for them or the game. It's going to make the game feel objectively worse in every way.
1: Yeah. Which is part of why it, I think it's... Sekiro
0: went to a single weapon. Because you can't play Sekiro yeah. Wrong.
1: So, Yeah. And if you, yeah. if you do, you will be more punished than any of the, the Souls yeah. games. <laughs> because it's your only option. Uh, and that's that's why I, it's it's inevitable. You know, it's it's we're doing the difficulty discussion. Uh, we got to bring up the classic uh, games journalist question of Does Dark Souls need a difficulty slider? And I, I I would hope that the answer here is no because it really it wouldn't change. What would you change? It's not See, gonna. I,
0: the only thing I think as Dark an experience Souls could use no is like accessibility option.
1: Accessibility, yeah, because I I do
0: think you know, there's like, like, like a maybe key some better example. lighting. Well, I think, like, the main thing is, yeah, lighting in some areas, uh, but mobility for people with, like, hand issues where you can't (laughs) really... Some people can't use their thumb to also press, like, the healing button while attacking, right? They may have limited mobility in that regard.
2: Or, you know, like, slowed reaction timing to the point where, you know, they they can't do something like a perfect parry. It's medically impossible. So I really think,
0: like, I don't think you need to change the numbers around or anything, but, like, something like an assisted time slow where you can mm-hmm. just like stop the game and like use your ability uh, or your healing item or maneuver yourself or look at what the enemy's doing fast enough to recognize what's happening. I think that would be a really good way for a lot of people to play the games better uh, and more easily without needing to resort to not playing them. Um, Cause yeah. I, I do think that's an important thing to note here. We are saying that like the souls games have intentional difficulty and they're not going to be for everyone. Right. Yes. And it's important that it's me.
2: It's not for me.
0: (laughs) I think it's important to recognize that that's not a bad thing. No. In the way of, like, if this game was catering to everybody, we would just have Assassin's Creed Valhalla again. Please no. Thank God we don't. (laughs) Please no. Dear God. Which a lot of people like Uh, Valhalla, but if you like Dark Souls, you probably don't like (laughs) Assassin's Creed Valhalla that much. So, I think it's an interesting comparison to
1: have. Alright. I think... Uh, ahead, if i if ahead. i could just say go one ahead. last thing because I'm, I'm i'm doing a callback this is like i don't know like a big Ooh. brain moment oh, yeah, or something yeah. <laughs> but uh because we, we mentioned before like why do uh why, why is it that so many indie games or whatever like do the 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 souls thing or something like that um I, I do. I just, I just. said all that, and I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. I'm not That's even joking. That. I actually just... Oh, I, had, no. I, had, I, had, I saw know, the train had, to, I to, to stop
0: Madsons.
1: Yeah, it just... just explode. I'll, I'll remember it like three hours oh. after we stopped streaming. All right, great. Oh. And I don't like this in the chat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so uh. going pretty hand-in-hand with this, the next question I had on here is, why do Souls Likes often fail to meet expectations, specifically calling out games like uh, The Surge, Lords of the Fallen... Ashen, and what I mean here, I know a lot of people like all of these games, probably aside from Lords of the Fallen, uh, and I don't want to say that these games are failing to meet critical expectations or like player expectations for them, but why do they fail to live up to their, their genre's sake, right, when they build themselves as Souls-likes, what is causing these games to not quite live up, and I went back and played Ashen recently. And I really appreciate Ashen. And I think at Same some year. point I will finish it. But I have the constant sticking point with it where something just doesn't feel right about the combat. And it's not necessarily that the combat's bad. In fact, I think Ashen's combat is very passable uh, to above average for a indie Souls-like. But compared to Dark Souls, above average is not good enough, right? Yeah. Because from are masters of melee combat design when it comes to that weighty hefty combat that has real impact i really think that's where budget can bite you in the butt really bad mm-hmm. because you need to have enemies that react it just multiplies the amount of work that has to go into everything
2: it's it's the amount of resources that are available to a AAA studio and i think it's also the experience that comes with you know starting from demon souls and having yeah what seven or eight six seven eight like games six that are
0: point total that are yeah, similar enough that are
2: like six games under your belt just further refine and perfect that more of when field yeah
0: so yeah i think it's it, it's interesting um and i yeah playing demon souls again you can see that bit of lack of polish in demon souls even in the ps5 version because there are just a few encounters where are like these don't quite feel designed for the control scheme that we have and for the like, especially Demon's Souls often leans toward the easy end and not the difficult end of where, like yes. there'll be a boss that's a big roiling mass of spears that looks really cool, and then you kinda of walk up to it and it just sort of dies. Oh <laughs> you don't really have to dodge anything. Or There's phalanx. No, yeah, phalanx <laughs> is such a cool concept, but just kinda of dies. That's the yeah. best way I can describe it. Um so, yeah, I think I think it's interesting seeing the progression that they've had from them.
2: Yeah, that that's how <laughs> I felt with the uh, the the one sort of three D Souls like that I've played, which is Chronos. Either oh,
0: before the ashes, I, think. I know what you're talking before, about. Before Chronos, yeah. before the
2: ashes, it's just the remnant. It's prequel thing. It it tries to do the the Dark Souls combat with the with the dodge dodge roll and things like that, or not dodge roll, but you know like sidestep and dodge in place things. Yeah. Um, and one, it doesn't have the movement down. It, it feels just plain different. It feels chunkier and and slower, not in the same way that you would be like in heavy armor and fat rolling. But yeah, sort sort of in that way. And then all the all the enemies, no matter what they look like, sort of feel the same as far as tactics to beat them hit them
3: just hit
0: them yeah yeah i like that you brought it up the just... uh comparison too, because I, I do think there's an interesting thing with bloodborne there and that going back and playing bloodborne you don't really have to deal with an equip load you don't really have that yeah, whole you really don't. decision at any point of okay can i carry this amount of items and to huh. me that really i think freed up how you build your character. Because I, I think a lot of the time, if you're a new player to Souls, you're not going to want to invest points into the stat that just makes you like able to wear bigger armor. Because yeah. a lot of the if... time, that bigger armor isn't necessarily just better. So it's a little... I think
2: <laughs> that's another big problem that I had with the, the Souls games, is they never explain in the game what each stat does clearly. And they change it from game to game. They actually,
0: they, they do. There's a in every menu in Souls games. I think since like Dark Souls two, you can press in the right thumbstick, and it has a little highlight that tells yeah. you what everything does. it's it's in Dark Souls one. Dense.
2: You
3: know, so. oh, God. Yeah. You, you do oh, have to look for it. I'm ah. I yeah. they never
0: tell you that button is there. It is there in all of them. Uh, yeah. The one exception is poise because poise is a nightmare stat that we are. Never gonna be able to dissect the inner workings of.
1: Yes, <laughs> and I, I will say stills, also,
0: poise is what determines if you're gonna get staggered when you get hit, essentially, and yeah.
1: nobody knows what makes it work. <laughs> the formula yeah. for it is a it is it's different Spaghetti for, for every game. Magic. It's yeah, it's it's both. Um, but I, I will say also the first time that that I I pressed the the equivalent pause button and just saw the just. Like grid of of stats pop. It's like a whole D and D sheet. Very worth of stats. It's yeah. It's super overwhelming the first time, but like at this point, it's just it's just like second nature to me yeah. now. Which I think is
0: where it gets it's, more I, confusing fact... is when like vitality and endurance have swapped their meaning a few times.
1: Yeah, uh, there's different words in there sometimes. I some don't confusing think the things. problem
2: for me was that it was. I I guess it was daunting, but it's the second i saw that and not knowing i had it's a know, learning the cliff. explanation for what each stat yeah. was um i knew i was going to build a character wrong the first time or like not have it decent where i'm stuck in the game apparently yeah. and i i wouldn't be able to get over how disappointing that was
1: mm. that, is, nice that is that, that I... is a part of the Go for it, Brett. That is a part of the difficulty for, for a lot of a lot of hard games that have like just that sort of mechanic. And and a lot of catches kind of similar mechanics yeah. along those lines that make them hard is like you if you're if you're not willing to, to be like, oh man, I, I screwed up. Uh I, I I'll just try again. It's a game. If if you're not willing to do that, that's part of why people do yeah. not like the Souls games, the smt games like any like famously difficult game pretty much is like if At you're least not willing Souls to, to games try again, do
0: eventually let you respect somehow but sometimes yes. it's
1: so far into the game to where it's useless if people have messed up their builds right yeah and a lot of times there's a limited amount of respects you can do so if yeah. you respec into something else wrong that can happen again yeah
0: and i think that's also a definite issue it's gonna bring up path of exile is a really really good ARPG that if you look at that character skill screen for the first time and think, oh, I can just go, like, come up with some skills on my own and, like, design my character build, good luck. Because <laughs> you're never going to reach the end game. It's the kind of game where they balance so meticulously around the top players that if you don't follow a top build, you're basically never going to be able to compete with mm. the, like, clear speed of those builds. So I think it's, it's a problem that's very hard to solve. It's difficult to say. I think in most cases you don't want to balance around those top tier players because that's kind of the route that Dark Souls takes. of They're not going to make bosses so fast that you can't cheese them sometimes, right? Because there's always going to yeah. be your way to like use magic to cheese them or something. Because some people will find that really fun. And I think first and foremost, mm-hmm. FromSoft is concerned with are people having fun with the build that they've chosen. So
1: exactly, yeah,
0: yeah. But I do think it does make it difficult to play anything but like a mixed strength index build on your first time playing a dark souls game because Mm -hmm. if you touch magic at all you're gonna implode from the sheer insanity of how you can accidentally (laughs) like never get the npc who sells you the spells you there's a whole bunch of like qualifiers to magic and souls games that it's gonna make it interesting when i start elden ring with a magic build. (laughs) Mm -hmm. hope they fix some of it uh yeah i think it's just an interesting discussion to have um But back to the the point of this. Games failing to meet expectations. talked about combat. I think another big thing is a failure to understand the atmosphere of these games. And the reason why it is so obtuse. Because I think the benefit of the obtuse atmosphere, is kind of dipping into our next topic as well, is that you don't need to listen to any of it if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. You can just play the game. If you just want to play the game, but there's also a huge layer of detailed information available to you on a, a lower level. And I think especially Lords of the fallen just kind of fell flat with that, where yeah. the world was just so generic comparatively, there was nothing really going on. I think that's also a huge part of it because sometimes when you beat a boss and get to like build a cool weapon out of their soul, that is incredibly cool. <laughs>
1: Yes, I am, and it, I am... oh, sorry. it gives you more, like, not only is it just cool from a gameplay standpoint, but if you are that person that likes to, like, go into that detailed but hidden story, you get a whole new description of a thing that has to do with that boss as a character now, with the weapon you just made. And was it their weapon that they used in, like, a past, like, conflict or something like that sort of stuff? And I think it, it's, it's important to say detailed, because... Even though it's super obtuse, there's like few stories in most like non-ARG media that go like as deep and are up to as much interpretation as like yeah. a mainline Souls title story. It's it's super crazy and just like the the I think another thing that brings along those mainline game or like strings them together I should say is that they have a lot of similar philosophies and things that those stories contain like things about immortality or reincarnation or making the world or something else last for longer last forever um so yeah yeah, i think that's like the indie games that have that soul's atmosphere and vibe kind of grasp that as a similar thing that they tackle as well and the ones that don't and just kind of only go after it for the gameplay feel like that's one of the things where it makes me think that they're like missing the point a little bit because i just i just it's so deeply intertwined with that sort of storytelling
0: yeah are we gonna say
1: though alex because i know you tried to say something at the same time as me
2: um well going you know very briefly back to the you know frustration of not getting a build right or or you know not having hindsight or hindsight 20/20. what yeah um sorry. one of my favorite looking and feeling weapons is the like the the moonlight butterfly greatsword yeah the moonlight greatsword that's great i don't have enough strength to use it and it looks it looks like guts sword, like just that huge slab of metal uh meets the the master's sword with you know the being able to
3: cast
2: from it and that's it's just such a cool weapon and i have noodle arms it's it's
1: one of those things where it's just it's 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 a problem but it's a problem that these kinds of games have just had if your game has gear in it it's it's almost unavoidable even if you have like a respecking system because you'll you'll just find a weapon or you'll like get to an area where you can catch a certain pokemon that's like just like last area of the game and it's like oh well in pokemon's case like i mean i guess i'll 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 Switch around the like ROM hack to hack this into the beginning because otherwise, I'll just only be able to use it after the very last area of the game, kind of thing. Uh, hey, and you that's, got it's new just, game it's plus seven
0: waiting for you
1: exactly. That's that's the other thing is that oh, well, I, I couldn't use it now, but the final boss gives me there's a lot of zeros behind that number of souls. Uh, so when I start new game plus one, I'm just going to be able to put all their especially and the especially when every boss has
0: multiple boss items that you can get from them that each take one of their souls. So you got to play the game like three times to get every item. I did that for Dark Souls 3, and it was incredibly fun, because you get some crazy stuff. Yeah, Um, it's wacky. Yeah. Very, very interesting games to play through. Okay, so I also wanted to bring up, uh, now that we're going to move into our, our lore and story discussion and how these games deliver them, I think one of the only times that we have a positive comparison to destiny in terms of a game that isn't a shooter <laughs> is destiny 2 specifically i'm not going to say this was good for destiny 1 because the lore and items was in a phone app and not the game itself yeah uh, for destiny 2 at least items have the same kind of lore that dark souls items do sometimes it's a little bit more obtuse because destiny is a, a bigger setting with more yeah uh abstract concepts thrown in than Dark Souls generally has. But I, I think it's a, an interesting comparison that a lot of the, like, exotics and stuff from Destiny use the same sort of item storytelling that Dark Souls uses to great success, I would say.
2: Right, exotics? There's, like, even... They're just giving random legendary weapons now, these really interesting uh, lore bits. Like, you... He... Oh, I can't say any of that. That's all spoilers. <laughs> it's all major spoilers. Well, <laughs> uh, I remember from the first game
0: there were a few like hunter cloaks were really good at having a little yeah. bit of lore about like the hunter that died with the cloak and so you would always mm, get to yeah. read a little bit about. Well, like, what they
2: were. Yeah, that's doing. that's one of th- that that's one of the, the interesting either through grimoire cards unfortunately from D1 or from, you know, like wor- word of mouth text that you get from uh, from lore entries from weapons and things and, and uh one of the like the they give you an in-lore reason as to why hunters usually have like really crappy looking armor yeah. for the most part it's because you know they always either you know and their their mentor ends up dying or they have to kill them and they take an article of clothing or Inspire an article of clothing from their mentor, and they mm-hmm. they they have that as their signature.
0: That's why even when I eventually get back to Destiny two again, Ace of Spades is still going to be my go to. Not if even if it's terrible, because it's Cade's gun. Yeah, you
2: know, like I Cade's it. Cade's cloak, uh, Cade's hunter cape belonged to his his uh yeah. I already forget the the what's the word.
0: Mentor. Mentor. <laughs> Mentor. Mentor. yeah, yeah. That's, I, uh, we that's very a very forgetful podcast meantime. today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's a very common thing. And a few games get it right. I think a lot of games yeah. have the issue with they'll start to have that item lore and then they'll have they'll run into problems with consistency, where items will be inconsistent with each other. They'll run into issues where they're also still delivering story via normal mechanisms, and then you're just overloaded with information.
2: I'm like okay, now this there's is
0: just too much going on.
2: This is kind of an issue I had with the Pokédex entries in games until I found out that, <laughs> lore-wise, they are literally written by children. Yeah, <laughs> that. that's awesome. Like, you know, this this Pokemon has has Fire Breath that's hotter than the surface of the sun. Um,
0: <laughs> There's the balloons or, that are uh, actually dead children souls. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: and that kidnap other children. Mm-hmm. Um. God. Gengar is just a whole mess that is too much to get into. My God, what what messed up person made Gengar? Yeah,
0: I, I think <laughs> a very similar type of thing. Uh, anything else to add about Lauren's story delivery, Brett? I know you're you're waiting patiently in the wings.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think this is this is a good time to give our our shout out to the man himself, Miyazaki, who is like oh, yeah. the creative director, and I think just straight up like. CEO of From Software now um oh. which like i he I, I don't even remember what his like th- old days were in the industry i don't know if he was just like one of those cases who just like a programmer that got like lucky and told to do this design thing or something but i all all that writing and stuff i'd have to believe comes down to him because he started as a like, creative director um and all those design decisions like Visually and story-wise, I yeah. think it's pretty safe to say you could pin them on him in in a similar way that you can pin the wacky stuff in Metal Gear on Kojima, and his like his writing style is absolutely perfect for this type of game where it leaves so much up to interpretation and so much up to players' discovery that like if you they just might not figure it out, and that's fine because they'll probably. Die fifty thousand times anyway, <laughs> and that's yeah. what he wants. So to go um, into Miyazaki's history a
0: little bit, because I know you mentioned it. Yeah, uh, Miyazaki is a very interesting game developer because he started out as a a planner, which is usually relatively equivalent to designer in English terms in Japanese game development. Um, game planner on Armored Core, and then eventually ah. he directed Armored Core Four uh, and its ah. sequel after that demon souls was directed by someone else at at FromSoft and then was floundering terribly uh they all thought it was gonna be a huge flop um miyazaki stepped in on that and offered to uh basically direct it so he got real excited at the action fantasy thing and directed that and then uh right until he was assigned the game was abjectly a failure like broadly considered to be yeah. one of the worst games that was going to come out. Um, so what was Miyazaki, it? It, it just it wasn't good. It, nothing was working, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, and it wasn't fun. Uh, so Miyazaki then went in with the attitude of, no matter what I do, it can't be worse than what is yeah. already here. And so what basically happened is he just tried a bunch of stuff that hadn't necessarily been done in fantasy action games before in that and then people were still super worried it was going to be a uh, terrible failure <laughs> so and then even after it released people <laughs> thought it might be a terrible failure uh, i believe the playstation yeah. president at the time hated the game um, yep it came out and it was a massive success like everybody yes. especially in western uh countries it, it succeeded incredibly well uh, Demon Souls became hugely popular on the PS3, so after that, it's history. Miyazaki's um, yeah. worked on worked on most of the games, aside from, I believe, Dark Souls 2. Uh, yeah. Which he still he had a hand definitely. in, but wasn't the director, because he mm-hmm. was also uh, developing, I think, either Dark Souls 1 or 3 at the same time, or Bloodborne, something like that. It was oh. Bloodborne, yeah. Yeah, there, there was a lot of simultaneous development going on. So... Mm-hmm. It's a very he's a very interesting director because he he came through the natural progression path of, you know, just being a designer that eventually rose up to director. But man,
1: gets me excited. The concept of a new armored core. (laughs) I know (laughs) you have to mention it every we are an armored core podcast. Now the Halo Infinite episode's done. Armored core now. Halo's out. Armored core's in.
2: (laughs) You know, until the uh, until the uh, oh, God, what's his name? the The guy who did Detroit become human Star Wars game comes out. Oh, I don't want to yeah. be that podcast. <laughs> but on, oh, on because this
1: on on the the thing that I was just talking about with Miyazaki and why his stories are so interesting is that I'm very excited for Elden Rings because he's doing it in like a just a different way now. Yeah, because you have the involvement of George R. R. Martin of uh, Song of Ice and Fire fame, Game of Thrones um which i have not personally read or watched but i've heard i mean you've the things good and bad uh but I, it's just I, I read a little more into how they're going about writing the world building style story of elden ring it's very interesting. and it's basically it's super interesting and i'm not, this is completely spoiler free because obviously we don't know anything yet um aside from what they've told us uh or
2: spoiler free
1: yeah um it's It's interesting because basically what George R. R. Martin did is Miyazaki just asked him to do the do the the things that happened like a thousand years ago or whatever. make the gods, make all those like equivalent characters of the past that set uh-huh. up the world that we're in. Do all that like world building stuff, and I will make the game now. I will take your your beautiful, like, above human characters and i will put 60 arms on them and make them disgusting and have like six fingers on each hand and stuff and just like i will i will corrupt that world that you've set up and it's just so interesting to me because i feel like it's such a collaborative
0: it, process that we rarely see yeah what
1: if it was a millipede <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. and from from uh, uh east and west too which i just feel like is super Weird, like that. Just it is. It, it doesn't happen as often as I feel like it should. Well, they finally got like a proper like
0: that. Western fantasy writer to lay out the foundation. And I think if you're gonna say sure, yeah. anything
1: about George R. R. Martin, even if you don't like
0: uh, Song of Ice and Fire, he is an incredible world builder. uh Yeah, there's very few mm-hmm. authors that are up in that tier of like being able to construct a setting that is believable and interesting while still being fantastical. And Elden Ring For is definitely hitting does. that
3: mark. Mm-hmm.
2: After seeing how the the story pans out with with Elden Ring, I'd love to see. I I I doubt they'll probably be as good, but I'd love to see more. You know, East West collaboration and in in games.
0: Because I feel like most of the time we've gotten it, it's ended well. um, Yeah, exactly. When it does happen, it's been pretty interesting.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Uh, I think it's very. There's already like a huge body video video out that describes like the entire world state of Half Elden Ring <laughs> solely based on pre-release trailers and whatnot nothing in the game at all and I think it's hilarious yep. that there's so much information That's you can awesome. glean from like interviews and trailers to kind of put together the whole starting point of the world it's incredibly interesting because it shows that like I, I think a lot of people go and they'll play a Souls game they'll be like oh there's not really a story here there's not really anything more detailed going on but if you start to read into some of the stuff, like I was playing Bloodborne earlier and there's a few things that you'll just like read a note somewhere that says something. And you're like, wait a minute, what? And yeah. it's, I, I feel like Elden Ring is very much going to be the same way where you're going to find things and just be like, excuse me. Is that real? <laughs> it's yeah. very interesting.
2: That was one of the, the two things that I really enjoyed about uh, Dark Souls was the surprise lore when, when you did get it and, and how deep in it goes yeah that that and just the 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 grinding minor enemies for summer i didn't enjoy like the the bosses as much as i just enjoyed going back grinding for souls with minor enemies and things like that, that revisiting revisiting yeah. the uh the the undead parish is that an, yeah that's, that's an area the undead
0: one. something yeah. or other might be undead parish, parish be connected else. to the berg oh yeah yeah under mm-hmm. berg um yeah, I, I wonder if you're going to eventually end up interested in Elden Ring, Alex. Because I do think, from what they've said in I hope so. I
2: really hope I am.
0: I'll let you know after I get my hands on it. If this is a game that feels like it's a good entry point. But they, they have stated that this is going to be one of the best entry points into Souls-like style games. And that it's aiming to be more approachable and a little bit less like outwardly difficult. So I'm curious to see what that yeah, actually looks like.
2: I've I've seen a lot of stuff like that with um one of the, the different I, I don't know if it's movesets things. I think I was talking to, to Brett about this. Like there's there's a sort of a different version of the parry where you can hold yeah. the shield out. You don't have yeah. to time it perfectly. And there's like a there's a, a pretty okay accessibility wise window and a good, you know, visual reaction or or, or or UI that you can use to okay, hit here and that's when
0: also a crazy move they do in the latest trailer where a guy throws a fire sword behind him and it like spins then he slams it down and it makes a big crater i'm like oh it's super sick we're approaching the level of magic just being involved in normal weapon move sets and i'm so excited for that thank god it's very very interesting all right anything else about lauren's story before we step off of this topic Um...
1: right
0: you said numb brett is that a chime in, or are you
1: done? <laughs> I I I, <laughs> I was about to chime in, and then you said great, and I was now confused. <laughs> um, I I think because it's it's worth pointing out because uh, it, it, as much as you as much as we can sing the praises of the the from software games, it's there's still that that gap of just sheer quality difference between like ninety eight percent of the indie uh, uh souls like games, uh, and the yeah. official ones. And a lot of the, a, a, like, a huge pitfall that they fall into is just, like, that type of storytelling. A lot of them try to replicate it. And even in, I, I, I would say, like, th- this is this is why, another big reason why Hollow Knight is number two for uh, the, the game that we did at the beginning. Because it has that kind of storytelling has the characters that talk really vaguely about stuff and not like item descriptions all the time because just the way items work in that game is a little different. You don't really get gear. Uh, But that same way of just like, you can see what happens to like an area just by like looking at it and putting two to two together kind of thing. Um, But if you do that wrong, which is very easy to do, it's really hard to do this kind of storytelling right. And I'm not even going to pretend that I know how to do it because I probably will never get the chance to do it because it's just such a weird thing to do in the first place uh but it's so easy to get it wrong and when you do then you get the real like over like black cloud of your over your head feeling this game doesn't have a story why am i here i feel like i'm just like waiting through a pile of like yeah
0: especially if there's no resolution that's a huge problem is souls games at least always have a ending right like you can relink the fire you can do whatever you need to do to actually hit the end point of that story for yourself
2: if you don't give up beforehand like me. Um, <laughs> but another really thing that I, I don't think we touched on was the, the, the personal stories that Dark Souls does, you know, like with yeah. each of the NPCs that you meet. Yeah, we're going to talk about the NPCs how... more.
0: That's, that's one of my okay. secondary topics, cause I have a big Elden Ring information dump about NPCs happen oh. that I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, so we'll save I, that was... discussion for another few minutes, but we'll get back to them. All right, so after that, Brett gave us a good tangent into the indie soul scene. And so the question now that I want to ask, we've already talked about why they can fail, what pitfalls there are. What I want to ask right now is why are they so popular? Why are indie souls likes just up? They're like up there with roguelikes in terms of a genre that so many teams are trying to create. Um, and also that do very well because there's a ton of interest in them.
1: People always want I remembered to remember what I was going to say. Oh, go for I it. remember what I was going to say go <laughs> and it, it fits Brian. perfectly. So we mentioned how you mentioned specifically, Ryan, why wouldn't you just brand yourself as the Metroidvania, Yep, which would probably reach a wider audience and you'd get a lot less people hating on it. And I think that's because souls like games have made a community. That's just that kind of community where there's not really too many good examples of, and so the community is relatively compared to, like, Metroidvanias that have been around yeah. since Metroid and Castlevania. Uh, that That's that's just, like, a super vast community. The souls community is very tightly knit and very, like, excited about the things that they get to play that align with the very specific things in their niche that they enjoy playing. It's and all so fighting games. It is, yeah, in that regard, for sure. Um, and I think creators just they, they, they see that and it's just like, well, I really like Dark Souls and I play it all the time. And I think I not only could I just do this if I put my own little spin on this, but also I'll get like minded people. Very excited about the game. If I do even a little bit of a good job in this one aspect of it, in a different way than From Software did, and I think that's a big part. That's not even the thing that I wrote down, but that's that's what I meant to say earlier when I just completely derailed myself like an <laughs> idiot. That's what I meant to say before because that that's that's like right after when that was brought up, and I think that's why uh, it's just that, that this type of game is so popular in the indie scene, like overwhelmingly popular. It's like up there with the the two D platformer right now, and just how yeah. how many of them there are
0: definitely uh, yeah hard to agree with that i think that is a big reason because the metroidvania thing was almost me probing for that kind of answer because i do think uh, if i look at game worked. pass <laughs> right now if i look at game pass right now i think i have three separate metroidvanias from game pass installed on my computer uh i'm probably not gonna play all three of them i might only play one just because mm. there's so many uh and a lot of them are just not great and i feel like at least with a yeah. souls like that isn't good most of them are so bad that you're just not going to play them with metroidvania a lot of them are like tolerable enough to play but time consuming enough that you're probably going to miss out on playing another one that was better so mm-hmm. i think it's it's really interesting where with souls likes if you make a good souls like your game is almost certainly going to succeed even if you make a souls like yeah. that is just approaching the quality of dark souls because like surge 2 is a game that i think a couple of us in the group have tried and bounced off of. I know Wyatt is not the biggest fan of it. Um, I'm not either. (laughs) I played a bit of it and I thought it was a good time for about four hours and then just something happened and I just never really went back to it. So I think it's interesting. Mm. Uh, But I certainly have heard a lot of people that really like it. So, yeah, I, I wonder how much of it is just that that audience is so very loyal to the types of games that they enjoy. Yeah curious all right alex i put a category in here specifically for you and i to talk about why do people uh, yes. keep trying to turn skyrim into dark souls and i think if you go and look right now at all the skyrim combat mods 95 percent of them are just trying to turn skyrim into worse dark souls it's yeah, incredibly interesting yeah. to look at.
2: It's I I don't know if you know if the the first person who did this something clicks in their head because they're just like ooh huh similar color palette what if I and and then it's it's history yeah. from there. It's, um, it's very curious
0: because I they're all very popular, but I feel like I read more complaints about these than actually people enjoying them which is there's
2: i i don't want to say it's two different audiences but the and what i at least likened it with is the combat in skyrim versus the combat in dark souls are satisfying in in some with some ways for for skyrim um in entirely different ways yeah i think um it's skyrim it's just uh, spell slinging and sword swinging until someone's health bar reaches zero first make your number bigger um, than the
0: enemy's number and yeah. smash yourself into them until they go away
2: and there's and like the only really feedback you get when you're swinging is you know like if if you put a shield up or if someone puts a shield up and blocks your attack there's like if you swing a sword and it hits someone very little it happens. feels like literally nothing A little V effect of blood spurts out, but it doesn't feel like you hit anything. In Dark Souls, it always feels like you hit something.
3: I
0: heavily agree. And I think what this really comes down to with Skyrim is a lot of people very much liking Dark Souls combat and kind of thinking, how can we adjust this to Skyrim? And then running into the issue that Skyrim is a horribly balanced game. Uh, yeah. In the best way. Well, this, I don't necessarily mean that as an insult because it's an RPG and I do a lot the sandbox, time, yeah. part it's, of the part of the sandbox that is being unbalanced.
2: Power fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I like my, one of my favorite mods that I was t- telling you about that I was so happy is included in that mod pack, uh Dark End, which yep. is this incre- it's it's just like it's god the the map design is just like a Souls game. Yeah, it, it's yeah the author was super really inspired interesting by the original dark souls i think when he made it it's it's these really interesting interconnected paths and pathways and, and courtyards and areas of the map that link into each other in a really like organic yet labyrinth like style yeah um and it's so fun to find your way around that and it has uh, i i think it definitely because like i said the the color um swatches are, are 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 pretty similar between dark souls and skyrim but with muted and brown town in in most places um that, <laughs> that's away oversimplification from that train, which is interesting yeah yes. um it's it, it definitely treads the line between uh, for easily getting uh the the souls like uh, aesthetic and ambiance uh yeah. with with it in dark end so it's it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty easy jump overall feel-wise, and they also get uh, a lot of the, along with that atmosphere, um, that that really helps with the the horror aspects of of the mod itself.
0: I think Dark End has the benefit of being a separate area that doesn't need to rely on any base game balancing, so it, it has its own enemies, its own bosses, it's all fully separate, and I think that gives them enough wiggle room to work with within Skyrim's combat system, Especially because I believe Darkin was designed with combat mods in mind, so you're supposed to kind of adjust things to fit with it, uh, which oh makes God. it work a little better. So,
2: Ryan, I just figured out why everyone goes to the stealth archer build. Oh, because you can break the game horribly. <laughs> well, no, no, not just that, but it's 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 like it's because like what I was saying with the sword, you know, there's no it doesn't feel natural because the sword doesn't feel like it's connecting with anything other than a yeah. shield when it hits that. You, with a bow, that feels natural. You're not yeah, going to exactly. feel the arrow impact. That's why it's the most natural feeling. Because even with magic in base has Skyrim, offer.
0: magic is the same problem. of A lot of magic in base Skyrim is very, very poorly balanced towards the later part of the game to where it just kind of stops working and is very unsatisfying. Uh, mods fix that very easily, but I, I think it is interesting to look at base Skyrim and kind of see these different approaches that it takes compared to a game like Dark Souls. Um, but what I really wanted to get at here is I have played a lot of Skyrim. I've played a lot of Skyrim with different mod sets. I, I made my own mod list. And inevitably, I ended up turning the combat into Dark Souls myself. So now I have to redirect this question at myself and go, why did I do this? I can't believe you done this. <laughs> and why I think, did you do this, Ryan? So what it comes down to is that there just isn't anything else on offer with Skyrim. You really the way the systems work you have everything you need to form dark souls combat you have stamina you have power attacking and everything you've light and heavy you have all the elements there you just need to make them usable in Mm. the same way as a souls game and so I think that is almost what aligns to make that work to some degree and it's I think the issue is often that you need a combination of like five different separate combat mods to make it actually functional and no one mod makes it good. The big thing is, like, the dodge roll just makes Skyrim better. So everyone's going to put a dodge roll mod in because it just makes the game better.
2: Um, Vanilla movement is garbage. It's awful.
0: Melee, if you dual wield in vanilla Skyrim, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. You can't block. All you can do is attack people slightly faster than normal. It's horrible. (laughs) Uh, It's one of the least satisfying things (laughs) in any game that I've played. Uh, So I, I think actually having the ability to like change that to where i played uh got my mod pack set up so that i could specifically play dual wield with a block button and that's like the best combat in skyrim i've ever played because i could have like the full 3d movement i could dual wield uh weapons and like have special custom attacks when i'm dual wielding so it's not using the same one-handed animations don't you even have like
2: a stance switcher oh i used to
0: so i stopped using that because it kind of broke the game to the point where because skyrim's enemies are not designed for that amount of player option in mind nothing in the game could remotely come close to challenging me unless you gave it a huge (laughs) amount of hp just because like if you add the ability to block time-wise and like have a timed reactive block that blocks all the damage you take You now have an instant way to deal with every enemy in skyrim because nothing can get around it because the game never accounted for you being able to do that so yeah i just think it's an interesting addendum to add here because it's so obvious looking at basically any elder scrolls game mod list uh even back to oblivion that the same solutions are kind of being presented of turning them more like a first person dark souls uh and sometimes they work sometimes they don't but it's very interesting because I think that it's very rare to see like I did play a mod set once that tried to turn it more into like a Devil May Cry style system and then it just had the pro- same problem of enemies can do nothing at that point. You've made your character so overpowered just through the presence of like combat air combos and whatnot that you now have no ability to actually the enemies have no ability to do anything because the player is just so overpowered just through options that they have. So Yeah. I, th- I think it's just an interesting Skyrim Addendum there. All right. So Brett, do you want to do your giant paragraph before or after the specific Elden Ring?
3: <laughs> Topic points. Well, I, I
1: Ooh. have, I have, a, I have a thing before the giant paragraph. Okay, okay. That is very short because you already conveniently did the first half of it uh, because we were talking about uh, the the you know the up and comer Miyazaki uh, and how that related to Demon Souls and him fixing yeah. that. Well, the wonderful thing about people trying to turn uh, Elder Scrolls into Dark Souls is that that's been it from the start, baby. Because Demon Souls was a project that Sony approached from Software and was like, "Hey, you guys, uh, you guys make those Kingfield games. That's like the first person, like just Western RPG dungeon crawler. Just we make that over here. Uh, over there in America, they got they got Skyrim coming out." that makes them a lot of money. We want <laughs> you to make us <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> and so they were like make something that will do the same for us that it did for uh, the Elder Scrolls. Make us an Elder Scrolls copy. And then whoever was there working on Demon Souls first was trying to make a really new kind of game. Up. game. <laughs> really messed up trying to do and Miyazaki came in and was like well uh <laughs> and then it, it's it's the same thing it's a cycle much like the age of fire it's a cycle it keeps happening oh my happening. god Dark, Dark Souls becomes uh, Skyrim becomes Dark Souls becomes Skyrim it never stops but yeah I, I, I always find that funny that that's where it's such a unique series started as literally just be trying to be a copy of something yeah um which will transition to me into my big paragraph which won't actually be that big of a paragraph I promise um the uniqueness of the actual FromSoft Souls franchise is, at least for me, always the biggest draw for it, and I've I I just I felt like a need to just point it out because I don't know for me I'm I'm more of a sci-fi person because the things that come out of sci-fi are more interesting to me and that they just like bend physics or time or technology or something like that that we just don't have around today and it's like super unique most of the time. I mean, not even most of the time. Most of the time we just get, like, the same thing over and over again. But there are more cool examples that interest me specifically than there are with fantasy things. Like, I think fantasy and I just think, like, you know, Lord of the Rings, Magic Object, Dragon, Magic Sword, that kind of thing. It's overdone, like, it's even, even more overdone than zombies, dare I say. Uh, but the Souls games are not like that. And I think they're not like that because from software and a lot of Japanese developers in general just have this attitude towards taking things from literally everywhere and not caring and putting it into their game that's supposed to be like medieval fantasy. You have the weird, wacky, not samurai armors. You have the dragons from all different cultures. You can literally start
0: playing Elden Ring as
1: a samurai. It's one of the starting classes. It's, yeah. Oh. It's it's fantastic. There's so many like like just parts of like like historical weapons from like here here and here, historical real life philosophies from here here and here and all these like different beliefs and forms of art and stuff that all come together into making one unique thing. And at least for me that ends up making a lot more interesting of a product than, you know, regular regular western fantasy game number 5 million. And Elden Ring yeah. at least from what I've played and seen so far is like that times a billion. And I just hope that that attitude never dies with them because that is like the biggest draw of, of their games for me. And I know for a lot of other people too, because you just Absolutely. won't find that combo of things anywhere else. It's just everyone else is just
2: too like almost afraid to do it because I need to be able to use
0: crazy gravity magic
1: and a katana in
0: the
2: same game. Yeah. Sorry, wait, there's crazy gravity magic in Elden Ring.
0: Yeah, that's what the Earthbending looking yes. moves are. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like gravity star magic. And I'm like, this sounds so oh, cool. It's so God, sick. <laughs> this is already like a so whole cool. breakdown of those like different schools of sorcery that all kind of hate each other in Elden Ring because they Ooh. all believe they're the one true sorcery. It's great. Uh, oh, well, I already <laughs> love the lore.
2: Holy crap.
0: Yeah, it's it's incredibly interesting. So now. It's time for us to get into the full Elden Ring hype train section of this podcast. Oh boy. We're going to close out with this. And basically, I want to just run through some of the things that Elden Ring is going to have and get thoughts on it. The first of all being, this is the first Souls-like game to have a full open world in terms of like being open areas primarily. Yeah. Because you can kind of make the argument that every Souls game is open world in some way because they all have a very open world DNA even though they don't have like open world activities uh, and stuff like that they are still technically open world for the most part but Mm -hmm. Elden Ring is the first game to go all in on this and have a world designed for this kind of openness and freedom of exploration
2: little did I little did I know uh that from birth I craved a horse that could jump over a three-story building. Yes, not only with one <laughs> jump, but two two <laughs> a horse two that can double jump absolutely you have you have Yoshi with hooves <laughs> <laughs> in a soul's game <laughs> incredible yeah, these this it's it's one of those
1: things where for for me, I mean, because you know me, i hear I hear that it's going to be an open world game, and I go, please let it not be true. please it not be true. Please it not be true. but They did the right thing, which means they did the Tsushima thing, which is just made a couple really big areas and then attached them together. And from and no specific things because I know people are very antsy with spoilers. uh, But from what I played in the network test, it was just so full of things to do. There weren't any like like half-assed battle pass shoe ins. Halo Infinite, where he's just, like, level up the thing by doing the same thing over and over again this many times. It's like, you find a cool, like, ruin on the horizon on a hill, go there, and you will find something that is, like, so, like, weird that you're not even sure if it belongs in the setting of the game. And then you kill it, and then you get a cool thing, and you go, wow, that was worth it. I'm happy.
2: Is that the thing you're talking about, where like you were trying to climb up a mountain and stumbled upon a, a cave or, or something like that, or there or it was a completely alternate uh, way to get into this one dungeon? Oh or something? yeah, there's a bunch like, of them. That's something different. Yeah, ah. there's
1: a bunch of things but like it's... that that look very fun. Yeah, just that that kind of because it's it's one of those things where it's just it's the buzzwords where people say it and it's like oh, and it doesn't mean anything half the time. It's the thing where people go, oh, do you see that? Well, you can go there. It's, like, the one time playing a game where I've been like, oh, I hope I can go there. Wait a second. I'm playing Elden Ring. I can. And then I go there, and then it's yeah. it's something worth it.
0: There's still a couple of shots in like, the, the first reveal of gameplay of Elden Ring. There's a couple of shots of, like, a few pillar islands floating off the – not floating, but, like, floating? just built oh. up. They're built into the sea, so they're not, like, actually floating. But they are, yeah. like, tiny pillars built out of the sea – that rise up with like oh. chain bridges between them, and they show oh, it like yes. a sweeping shot, and I'm like, I want to go see that so badly. It's like, awesome. Because it, i you know that area can't be like a main area because it's not big enough to be like mm-hmm. a full dungeon. But I want to know what's at the end of that. Just so much. Surprise at the cool. Because the environment itself just is so I think breathtaking here, to where it, it's very much like Breath of the Wild, where you have this like landscape that is just inviting to go explore. In a yeah. way that I think often doesn't happen in normal Souls games because they're so focused on like dungeon dynamics to where it never really feels like you're exploring a world. You're more just making your way through different paths. So mm-hmm. I think it's a very interesting I, note. I, feel,
2: I hope it will have more to offer than Breath of the Wild's open world. God, I hope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: as much as I like Breath of the Wild, yeah, it doesn't have a lot of open world activities. Um, not even to mention, Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wild, Elden Ring's map, like the actual art of the map, is oh, it's the beautiful. the most, most oh, wow. beautiful map art <laughs> that I have it's seen in a awesome. game. It's uh, awesome. I love it. I'm a huge fan of like the drawn map style. It's a part of the reason that I love Oblivion and its map so much, is it has just like the hand-drawn cartography style map that I think looks mm-hmm. so good. And Elden Ring just has the even more interesting like different painted parts of it, I think are so cool. Um very much brings me back to like classic pirate story maps that have different yes. Like yes. colored sections and like the monster in the ocean. I love to see that sort of thing.
2: It's now, it's like the where, where Kingdom Come uh, had the very yeah. realistic style of map, this one has a much more fantasy cartographer feel to it. because yeah. it's very it's it's so satisfying. Cause it
0: does mean that you have to like redo the entire map based on I, the
2: artwork.
1: I would like a poster of this, oh, so Yeah, legitimately, it's that nice looking.
0: It's like a giant crater in one section that looks super cool. Uh, so many things that are just like, yeah. I want to go see these. Um, all right, so fitting with the open world, Miyazaki himself has confirmed that one major returning feature of Elden Ring is poison swamps.
2: <laughs> no, Let's go baby. It's
0: oh Multiple poison swamps.
2: I don't <laughs> yep. want to get trench foot again. No. Well, this time you can get Gee.
0: scarlet rot. <laughs> Another interesting thing that is whatever, whatever that means. <laughs> See the poison swamps. I feel like playing the poison swamp in Dark Souls One is a very different experience to playing the poison swamp in Dark Souls Three. Yes, for with is it good fun reason. 3's is a lot better. Okay. Um, still kind mm-hmm. of annoying but it is a lot more manageable and you kind of know what you're getting into when you get there and if you know what you're doing you can get through that entire area without ever having to deal is, with it
2: is that solely because you've experienced one before or
0: no it's because the area is designed a lot better there's like an okay. actual pathway around it and you huh. generally know where you need to go because you can look towards the sky and see like different yeah. things that you need to go to um, oh
1: that's and the poison is more forgiving too in three yeah and the poison in doesn't kill you nearly as quickly.
2: No- no, not enough people think of looking up uh uh for, for they tell you at the start, uh, direction like giant in games
0: flaming beacons you have to go to is a yeah. cool note um and there's another area that's like it's like a side area with a weird dragon baby boss uh that has like its own poison swamp that's a little bit more dangerous, but it's uh that one is more okay because it's a side area that you have to kind of opt into doing. It's mm-hmm. not something you need to do to get through the story so. It's an interesting way of handling it i just hope we don't have a poison dungeon it's my only thing
1: don't give us a whole poison there there's, one,
2: please there's gonna be one ryan you don't know how big it is there's gonna if be know. one I if know.
1: anything I, I i can concede enough to the point where i'll accept it being one of the smaller ones because we have two different levels of dungeon don't forget yeah. we have like the the mini dungeon that is there's just like spread around the world all over the place and then there's the big legacy dungeons, which are like the, the big, four just like straight up giant crystals. lord castles. Yeah, mm. yeah. If one of those is just all the poisoned swamp, I <laughs> I'm gonna be a furious. I'll play it. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say I'll be mad now, but I'll I'll play it. I'll just be mad while yeah. playing it. If it's the small ones, it'll
2: be it'll be fine. I'm sure. Do, do do you think that we'll be able to familiarize ourselves with interesting or like sort of gimmick mechanics? um uh that will be reused in the giant castles or do you think the 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 castle dungeons will have completely unique mechanics that we just won't see anything oh. kind of like like zelda you yeah mean? that's yeah like, what like you get the too. item and you use it mm-hmm. S- sort of yeah i could
1: see it
0: i could see there being like some zelda style unique mechanics to each dungeon um, mm-hmm. especially with like enemies that have a specific type of pattern like maybe one will have aoe enemies maybe one will have like mostly human en- enemies so i'm curious to see how that ends up working out uh, i did want to talk a little bit about npcs because this isn't something they've specifically said however looking at a couple of the trailers that have released we have seen a lot of npcs in this game yeah And a lot that are, like, friendly NPCs, which I think is really, really interesting because most Souls games have a very small cast of characters. Elden Ring looks to have, like, at least double that from what we've seen so far. Yeah. Uh, And they also said in the latest overview trailer, one of the side things they mentioned offhand is that you'll have a lot of different stories with these NPCs to pursue. So I'm wondering if it's going to be, like, a lot of more detailed character side quests, uh than we've had before especially because usually we'll get like one with siegfried or the onion knight uh but we usually don't get like one for every character so i'm curious to see how detailed this gets
2: pringles man
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i would like it if they went as like as just as wild as they can because they have a whole big like world to span with these now um and at least again from from what i've played in in the network test there's i I can't really remember there's a couple instances of of you fighting alongside an NPC character and like helping them but there was just one cool thing that happened where an NPC helped you fight something and it was just super sick and i want that to happen more because it was it it, one one person combat in elden ring is just amazing with the amount of things you can do and even whether it's a real person or not just like multiple people fighting stuff just is is cool
2: like with the giant helping you take down the dragon in
1: yeah yeah Darcy? well not not even just like a cutscene thing i mean like 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 npc invades you and other npc comes to help huh. and uses like a crazy katana skill or I, something that wipes blood everywhere
2: i would like to go through the same amount of drama as a telenovela with giant man <laughs> yeah i hope i hope they do silly
0: things with him we need like a three part character arc with him yeah um yeah i I think it's just i'm so excited to see what this ends up looking like uh and i do want to bring up a few other things we've learned is that they're aiming to have a lot more viable stealth oriented builds and things like ranged oriented builds so i'm very curious to see like how many things we're going to end up taking from sekiro in this game Mm-hmm. Are we gonna have like a death glow type system for some enemies and whatnot? It's
2: I don't think it's gonna. I to I don't think we're gonna have like poise or a grappling hook, unfortunately. And
0: we have poise, but poise—it's Dark Souls poise. It's not Seki. Oh yes, yeah,
2: yeah. It
0: it's
1: it's in between both of them.
0: More understandable I... than Dark Souls poise, hopefully. <laughs>
1: It's it is because uh, I'm trying to remember exactly uh, what this there's there was a YouTuber that broke it down in a very interesting way that made me very excited for the game uh, because uh, the way that poise works is that there is the the invisible Sekiro stagger meter it's just well it was visible in Sekiro it's it's invisible now. Um, and you have your regular, like, light attacks that do light damage, and they also do barely any stagger damage. You can still stagger, like, your regular, like, add enemy with, like, your light blows like you always used to. But, and the reason I got absolutely obliterated by it, so many of the larger yeah. enemies and bosses I fought, is because in all the other games, your heavy attacks and your weapon skills and stuff are just like, oh, that looks cool. I'll use that to, like, do some AoE, I guess, like, if if there's, like, three guys on me or something. In Elden Ring, the way that you break the invisible stagger bar faster is you have to do the cool stuff. You have to do the parries, you have to do the block parries, you have to do jumping attacks, you have to do heavy attacks, weapon weapon skills. All the cool things that look cool are actually viable for the game now. So, like, doing the crazy thing... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> doing the thing where you, like, stagger the boss and it's like, a big dragon and their head bows down so you can do the visceral attack on them. You get it there by doing the stagger damage with the big, heavy attacks. So there, there's the fusion where, where that lies, which is, I, I just think, awesome.
2: That that was another, I guess, one of the things that turned me off of, of Dark Souls. Why I like fighting the smaller enemies so much more or the enemies that are me-sized or slightly bigger is, like, I can still stagger. The, I don't feel like I can stagger bosses that are a heaping mass of organic yeah. matter or you just have to block like
1: or dodge and that's it
2: yeah i, I want to be able to do the cool stuff
1: well now you can all right and still die <laughs> 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 yeah i think that's the
0: important note there uh, it's been mentioned a bunch before but here the weapon skills are uh, not restricted to specific weapons for the most part They're restricted to like weapon classes but not uh, yeah. One type of weapon. So if you have like a cool weapon skill from something you want to use on other weapons, you can. It's very exciting. It's a thing that I really thought needed to be adjusted in Dark Souls 3. Yeah. It's like a really cool scimitar that has a dinky little backflip it as its weapon art. And it's so <laughs> useless. <laughs> it's, it takes, but it's cool. <laughs> it's really cool. But then I don't get to do the cool attacks. And I want yeah. the cool attacks. I want my my freed scythe where I can like flip around and summon a second scythe. It's just so, it's such a difference between the level of cool stuff you can do. Um, And speaking of the backflip, I think that's another interesting one because I remember seeing a uh, breakdown of this scimitar backflip when the network test was live because it's a notable thing for PVP. It was like a huge thing in PVP where you could do the backflip as another option to get away from people um and here instead of being a weapon art it was tied to a stick movement and the button press which to me implies that we might see some more weapons that have a little bit more varied move sets um more akin yeah. to bloodborne than dark souls it, had, it was like which you press it back so cool. on the left stick wall attacking and you'll do a backflip or something very cool yeah do you think it's
2: we'll get like... transforming weapons i i we already it is we possible. already do
1: Oh. You mentioned it. You mentioned it in in your notes. The 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 snake shield that turns into oh, a yeah. uh, flip that you can you can sling out in front of you. Uh, but yeah, that that is just like that's an example of the FromSoft depth. Like what what do you mean in this? Just like just pr- single player ARPG with big world at, is that I can do slightly different stick movements and it will contextually change the direction of the backflip and like. You could do like attack delays and animation cancels with it and stuff. And that's what they've been doing for 20 years. <laughs> it's, it's like. <laughs> for some and reason, now it's in most a Souls game. The
0: fighting games don't do it. <laughs> the fighting games have been doing forever. This is the kind I, of thing yeah. more games need.
2: I love contextual things or, or like specific environmental takedowns or things like that in games. Come yeah. Come. Oh.
0: So fun. All right. So with that, we reached the end of the show. We've gone through our list of things, and this is something else that people want to talk about. Uh, Inevitably, we're going to end up talking about Elden Ring again very soon. Yes. (laughs) I think Brett and I are going to be spending a lot of time with this game, probably the day it comes out. So (laughs) we'll have things to say. Uh, Whether or not we do a games club on this is probably going to depend heavily on how in-depth the game is, because if it's super in-depth, I can imagine we might want to do more than one playthrough and try some different things out before we do it. Yeah. Well, we'll leave will that you up guys be? For now.
2: Will, will you guys be? Oh wait, is it's on PC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Will, would you guys be down to streaming so I could watch some?
0: Yeah, I'll stream. Yeah, some. yeah.
1: I mean, yeah.
2: O- OBS is a
0: thing. Be on this Discord the entire day that it's out, just in the channel <laughs> yeah. playing it. uh So yeah, that, that's gonna be our plan for Elden Ring for now. Um, with that, it's time for shout outs. And I'm going to send my shout-out to a very... Look, they released an Instagram post, uh, the Bandai Namco did, of the different Elden Ring starting classes. And one of these classes is so extra that I love it. It's called the Confessor. And the Confessor yeah. is a church assassin <laughs> with a sword yeah. that also uses magic. And they are straight up the like classic vampire movie church assassin. I love that oh, yes. so much, and I think I've found my starting
2: class. <laughs> so oh, it's... no. I still want to be that guy with the cool helmet hair.
0: Oh, there's, hey, like, there's a ton there's of them. So He's many... cool, too. There's, like, three of them. They all look good. Um, yeah, that, that class to me just looks, oh,
1: it's so exciting. I just love the, the visual theme of it. Yeah. I also just like the strength faith build is just, I, I, I do that, like, every time. <laughs> if oh, I play yeah. at least once. Um, my shout-out, I talked about this before, uh, the stream, uh, that I have spent a stupid amount of time in the final dungeon of Digital Devil Saga 2, uh, but as much as I have caused pain to myself (laughs) (laughs) with the difficulty of the game, and how sometimes it just doesn't want you to win, my god, Nocturne got a re-release on Modern Systems, and I really hope that they just do that for the other p s two s m t games because, like n- nobody has played this duology, and it's so sick and it's so unique. and it does well, a lot of kind things of, that are d s sequel, didn't it? That's, it also that's a uh, soul it... soul hackers this oh, is dig- yeah, it's yeah. it's different digital things it's it's
2: it also has a mobile game. <laughs> it also has a mobile game.
1: And they also have, speaking of soul hackers, they also have uh, perhaps a new one coming out because there are teasers surfacing. I did hear of, this before. Uh, yeah. yeah, new, new uh, visual material that features uh, a prompt for an R1 button. <laughs> I mean, so they did a, a just game.
0: remaster all the Shin Megami Tensei demons for SMT5,
3: so makes sense. Yep. It would be nice to see. All right. What you got for us, Alex?
2: I had something I really did and I've completely <laughs> forgotten it. Oh <laughs> no. It's happening. Oh god. Oh, was it a was it around me somewhere? I <laughs> I can't. I can't... Ah,
1: we'll never
0: know. I was buying it for oh, no. a bit for like 10 seconds. I it's not a bit. <laughs> it's not a bit. <laughs> it's not a bit. Oh, you got to get a
2: overalls, um, Alex i problem is I can't remember what I've forgotten. Oh. Uh, my my shout out instead will be please don't turn off the stream. Uh, when you do, I cease to exist. It's true. We only you know see that, Alex man. when we stream, and that's it.
1: <laughs> There's the <laughs>
0: outro as always. Tuesday morning, seven AM, <laughs> Eastern time, on podcast problem of your choice. That's it. That's the that's the entire thing. Good.
1: <laughs> Bye, Alex. We'll see you next week. Bud. Bye. <laughs> Have fun in purgatory. Uh.